Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In, and welcome to Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. I'm Jay, I'm your party host, so gab, grab your bourbon, your beer, or your brew, half a sugar and blue milk, just the way you like it, mm-hmm. and strap in for another conversation about everything and anything going on. I am joined, as always, by the master of the midichlorians, everyone's favourite nerf herder. How you doing, T? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. Good to be here. And uh, we are joined by um, uh, the guy who we know is Sithsy and we know it. Uh, the one who plugs <laughs> his Obi fans, the Padawan of the Paws. How you doing, B? Hello. <laughs> um, I thought maybe for a second you'd fall asleep. Um, but well, that you thought this was the only fans. <laughs> oh, wrong night. <laughs> there is no such thing. Um, but uh, that is a hello to our listeners from Hell Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon to a galaxy far, far away. Um, Thank you very much for continuing to join. Uh, Thank you for continuing to rate, to review, subscribe and share the podcast and joining in the conversation at Geeking In Pod, uh, where you can get involved in anything we're talking about um, on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, We have a Star Wars special from last year. If you want to go back and listen to us talk about our favorite Star Wars films uh, in order and in, in rank. Um, but this week we talk about we thought we'd talk about some other things. Um, one of the things we will talk about, however, is that at Geeking in Pod, you can find our Linktree link that takes you through to our all where we are, including our Teespring store that shells uh, shells that sells <laughs> our t-shirts, mugs, and masks. Um, they do ship to most places, including places that look like a moon, but that's no moon. Um, <laughs> And some of the, the designs have been up there for a long time. So long, you might think the designs are eternal, but they're not. However, speaking of things that are eternal. That's such a role. Excellent. <laughs> and the best intro so far. Amazing. I had no idea what I was talking about. I hope no one notices. But speaking of Eternals, because we were, apparently, obviously, um, Marvel uh, gave us a gift by dropping a three-minute and 21-second Love of Movies, Love of the Cinema uh, trailer. Um, And it included, amongst other things, release dates for a number of films, more uh, footage of Black Widow, Shang-Chi, first looks at The Eternals, um, and... uh, new titles, including the official uh, titles of Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. Um, We are not going to run out of Marvel films anytime soon. So, running through these in order, Black Widow is due to drop 
on both uh, Disney Plus and in cinemas on the 9th of July, 2021, two mere months away. This is followed up two months after that by Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Ring on September the 3rd, 2021. Eternals jumps in two months after that on November the 5th, 2021. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home finds its way home to cinemas uh, a month later on December the 17th, 2021. We've then got a breath that we can take before we dive into the multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange, March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder rocks our world May 6th, 2022. Black Panther with the newly titled Wakanda Forever at lands July the 8th, 2022. And the Marvels, the new title for Captain Marvel 2, lands November the 11th, 2022. We then have two films announced for uh, 2023 so far with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania landing on February the 17th, 2023. And Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, landing May the 5th, 2023. The video finishes with the Marvel logo on top of a very familiar-looking four. (laughs) So, just to give you two a chance to get a word in edgeways so far this episode. (laughs) B... Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternal Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy. What did you think of the teaser? Oh, it was brilliant. Awesome. I wasn't expecting this. It, it kind of dropped um, quite suddenly. Um, and yeah. Well, Star I, Wars I, there, um, no less. Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, um it's i'm super super excited um you know i can't wait for the big screens to open i'm going to be queuing up i'm going to watch black widow 25 times Sanchi <laughs> 35 times and so on it's it's going to be super i'm super super excited i can't wait for any of these and they're just awesome awesome shows um yeah you know kevin farhey's doing such an amazing job um it's it, it, it's i can't tell you how excited i am it, it's brilliant um i'm with you i, I was sharing with you earlier how um although the world's opening up uh, my comfort levels aren't quite there and i feel like i need things to get me back into the world because i've had the luxury of, of not having to be in the world uh, up until now um, and I think the Marvel slate might just be the things to get me back in the world. Uh, I'll be there with you, lining up for Black Widow B. Um, I'll be mm-hmm. there for I mean, four films just in this second half of the year, right? So by mm-hmm. by Christmas, we'd have had Black Widow, Shang Chi, The Eternals, and Spider Man. Um, and you know, this is this is the closest you get to binging, you know, huge blockbusters, right? Mm-hmm. Four movies in six months. Um, I'm so glad they put off the release to actually let them come out in the cinema. I certainly felt watching like a Godzilla Kong. I loved it, and I really wish I saw that in the cinema. Um, so I'm so glad that Christie's back. Um, and I just think it's going to, you know, I was going to say it's going to be marvellous, but I'll throw up a little thing there. <laughs> 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 the, the, this kind of six months of just, you know, back in the cinema, back-to-back movies. Um, God, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be absolutely amazing. 
it's um i mean it's action-packed i'm still on the fence over black widow um as to where i see that um i think that it might if it, as it sits now i think it's probably about 51 49 cinema versus disney plus but i'm not convinced black widow still is not the one that gets me wanting to 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 come out and see the movies it 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 does in the sense it's a marvel film it doesn't in the sense of of you know it, it's probably one of the least exciting ones in that lineup for me um but you know looking down the list of all the others it's it it's it's a, a busy old time and they're trying to um get a little bit back on track aren't they it feels mm. and it seems um so we picked through Which... the films a little bit. So Black Widow, we've seen a thousand trailers for. Great. Shang-Chi, we've had the teaser. We haven't had the trailer yet, official trailer, have we? No. Nope. Right. So we don't really... It's the things that we talked about last time, we don't really know his personality particularly. Um, you know. Although I do like it ending on him, um, this this thing. So it... I mean, obviously, it was giving focus to the bits that they've released, but it was nice to see Shang-Chi in focus not as some kind of side hero but as like a, a main guy that was pretty cool yeah the eternals footage that was new wasn't it we've not seen anything from the that eternals was before. all new um uh angelina jolie looked insane that sword looked absolutely stunning every yeah. member of the eternals cast is just oh, shockingly big. beautiful they're, they're big hitters yeah. though i mean they're proper a-listers yeah um it, it, you know, the thing is, we we've we are yet so close to the Eternals, and we haven't heard that much about it, mm. and, and that kind of excites me because mm. normally when you go into a film, you you, you kind of see fifteen thousand trailers before you actually get to watch the actual whole movie. Well, I, um, I don't. As you know, I avoid them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a choice you have. Until, until you're well, no, you avoid them right up until the point where we tell you you have to watch them so we can talk about them here. <laughs> yeah, we have destroyed podcast, your... Just, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm loving the fact that there hasn't been that much hype about it. Mm. So that, that kind of excites me because, you know, I do want to... I do want to experience going into a cinema and not knowing anything about it and just enjoying the ride for the first time properly. You do still have six months. I know, but I, I'm super I excited. I do feel that they're going to, to make that not happen for you in the <laughs> six months because I, I was in a car with you when the, the Star Wars trailer dropped <laughs> and trying to get you to not crash the car... <laughs> whilst you were driving because you were too busy trying to watch the screen rather than just listen to it. Um, you know, the, the, I, I do not believe that you are going to be able to resist the trailer for six months. I did stop the car and watch the trailer. It is illegal I, to watch. <laughs> no, you did not watch the trailer while moving. You did stop the car in a place that wasn't okay. where we were going so you <laughs> could watch the trailer. This is true. And then this pull off to true. drive to where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just just hearing you say be oh instant the surprise is great you who needs to read the last page of a book before you start i know but it, it's, it's it's amazing 
I'm just super excited. It, it's yeah. you know, it, it looked so good, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not too familiar with the Eternal story, but it looks super cool. Um, I'm just hoping it's going to be awesome. So we've got I... high-level beings in Marvel now, right? So you've got Celestials, yeah. Star Lord's dad. You've got the Eternals. You've got Thanos, whatever the fuck he is. He was um, a... Titan. He's oh, a mad Titan. Titan. No, the Titans. He, he's a um, deviant. Thanos. Yeah, I, I I did try and do some research on this for the show, obviously. Um, in the MCU. It, in the MCU. So basically, Thanos is the Celestials created um, deviants to hunt out all the bad people, etc. Oh, is this the comics be rather than the, the MCU? It's, it's the comics. It's the comics. Yeah. Um, and then um, Thanos is allegedly a, a deviant, and then the Eternals were because the deviants went a bit mad and blood uh, thirsty. Um, the Celestials created the Eternals to redress the balance. Okay. Yeah. So I know that the deviants are the baddies of the film. Mm. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, I don't know whether Thanos is is officially a deviant in uh, in MCU, this or otherwise. Yeah. So as far as we know so far, we know there are Titans, there are Eternals, there are Celestials. That's it, isn't it? Was Ronin something special? No. So he was a Cree heretic. That's right. So he's one of the a, accusers. He's just a Cree, basically. He's not sort of. I, I, yeah, Cree. kind of a, a souped up Cree. Right. Because the accusers were enhanced. Yeah. Um, there's the Nova Core, but we've not seen the Nova Force yet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we've I mean, seen um, Watchers. Yep. Yep. And. The gods, obviously, with the Asgardians. Yes. Um. Hmm. The Asgardian realms, are they just different planets in the universe, or are they multiversal? Universe, I believe. So you can take a... Yeah, of course, you can take a spaceship to where Asgard was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, they did it in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So through the the devil's anus or whatever it was. <laughs> That's the one. But Eternal <laughs> looks amazing. I think it was always going to be amazing, and uh, I think we mentioned last week they were probably waiting for Chloe Zhao to win her Oscar to to drop the trailer so they can add that onto her. Nomadland is available on Disney Plus. It is. I, I it like dropped like straight after the Oscars. It seemed. I thought that was really really clever synergy. Mm-hmm. Right. So after Eternals, there's Spider Man. All we've really had from there was the rumors of the Marvel. craziness. Yeah, yeah. And um, the multiverse, Spider Verse yeah. rumors. Yeah, that's all very exciting. Oh, um, I, I know it's not Marvel, but Morbius is somewhere linked to Spider-Man, isn't no. it? Somewhere. No, nope. We've given up on that. And Venom. We've we've just moved on. 
Oh, come on. That turd is still... Blowing in the wind. Yes. Oh, Brit. You know what? You're going to regret saying with that. With the release date. You will you will turn coat and you will say how awesome Morbius and Venom I thought you were too. going to say I was going to turd coat, which kind of fits <laughs> nicely with where we are. Right. Venom 2, let there be a plot. Um, Carnage. <laughs> Love and th- oh no, next after that was multiverse. multiverse. So we, so we do No Way Home movie. where we've got potentially the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And then we follow that straight up with the multiverse. And we think we might see uh, Wanda reappear there as well. Yep. That's exciting. And so then... there's there's a link there, isn't there? Because obviously there's rumours of... of... Uh, several spiders, 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 mm-hmm. spiders, mm-hmm. appearing in No Way Home. So, is that not just literally what I've just said? Something like that about we're following up from the Spider Verse to the Multiverse. Yeah, but I'm spelling it out. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> is No Way Home right now um, Sony's final MCU Spider-Man film? I believe so. Well, it was. I don't know if it is now because there was a deal that came out a little while ago about sharing rights, wasn't there? About streaming rights. So I don't know whether that's upped a little bit in regards to the number of um, films. But this was the last one. The intention was uh, allegedly, um, just like the intention was last time, allegedly, that this would be the split, and then they would kind of, you know, take their ball and go home. Um, I mean, arguably, depending on how this comes out, you could still have a Tom Holland in in the MCU playing that Peter Parker, and a Tom Holland in the Spunk verse playing with Tom Hardy. Yes, or you could go back to um, any of the other ones that are being rumored to come through. Tom Holland just weirdly still looks like he's 16 at the ripe old age of 36, however old he is now. I can't be 36. I'm good at Google. No, I'm no he's about 24, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, like Grew up in Kingston, I think. Yep. Local boy. Right, my um, brother went to his the same school as him. Yeah, he's 24. There you go. He, he could have been the spider friend. <laughs> All right, uh, so... Uh, we then go into Love and Thunder. Another title we knew, and we saw uh, Taika handing the uh, hammer to Ashley Portman. We had a Comic Con yep. a while back. Yep, back when Comic Con actually had people. <laughs> so, this is where it's going to feel. So, we're going to have Thor in this. We may see the Guardians in this. And Thunderstrike. Yeah, this might be a really big film with a lot going on. Or is it just going to focus on on our new Thor and with um, with Hemsworth playing a a sort of more of a supporting role, supporting character? It feels like it's it's an ensemble. Hmm. Um. So yeah, it will be interesting, but it does feel like it's it's an everything thing um 
yeah the cast, it, it, the, the cast of this is pretty awesome and i mean there's um christian oh, bale yeah christian yeah. bale and um, um russell russell crowe's in there yeah melissa mccarthy's in there matt damon returns yeah uh the the lesser known hemsworth is back as well <laughs> arguably um, um Valkyrie's back in there as well. Yep. And uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was seen having lunch with some of the cast. So could just have been out there and hanging out. Uh, his his wife, Isla Fisher, is Australian, so could mm. have just been over there. So this or, could be the the Avengers four point five, the way Cap. America films were usually, you know, Avengers 1.5 and 2.5. Yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, a weird, or it's a weird Guardians 2.5. Um, I'm less interested in. I, I, I want to, I hope that um, they find a way to get Star Lord and Thor to coexist and i don't mean in a whole kind of you know buddy comedy or kind of way but that they they have enough character between them to to kind of stand up together on screen because at the moment it feels like the way that they're written they're both aiming for the same punchline mm. yeah. and they've both got the same character traits um and, and that's the bit. I, I, there needs to be a space that they can coalesce and be brilliant together rather than from one detracting from the other, which I think we were talking about last week, weren't we, with Star-Lord and why he didn't resonate really well in the two Infinity yeah. and Endgame films um, and work through. So that's the bit for me is it'll be interesting to see how that plays through. Um now, after that, we go into Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Now, is this Black Panther 2? Or we did also talk about uh, Wakanda TV series, didn't we? So this is... Apparently, this is Black Panther 2. Okay. Great. For the big screen. Mm. Now, there's a couple of bits in this. One of the the very loose rumours um, because of the font and because of the, the, the metallic writing um, it has uh, enabled those who believe that this is very much about the sovereignty of Wakanda maybe because of an attack from a uh, rival nation maybe with its own ruler who has his, his <laughs> uh, love of technology. Yeah, it could work. Um, so people are, are are looking at the the font and the the style of the writing and suggesting that maybe there is a certain amount of doom heading towards Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, the other bit is in the comics that they've just done a bit about Wakanda forever being a space faring empire. Mm. And and 
having to so Wakanda is is a constant within the galaxy because they end up kind of colonizing in space and time travel and wibbly wobbly timey wimey and stuff um and interestingly the, the the cosmic black panther the black panther who is in charge of the space nation of wakanda is uh njaku is is killmonger um which is very weird so whether this is about black panther and wakanda starting to step up into a a wider realm maybe um or it's just a nice way to 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 recognize um Chadwick Boseman. So I really like the title of this because I want, and this is why I was excited about the TV series as well. I want to see more Wakanda. You know, I think that was the most interesting part of the Black Panther movie was the scenes in Wakanda. It was understanding how that world worked. Um, you know, the action scenes in, or oh, where was it now? Is it Nepal? I can't remember now. Um, I mean, it was all great, but it's when you got back to Wakanda that I was really interested. Um, and I rewatched uh, Black Panther last week, I think it is. Um, and I know we had that discussion a while back around, you know, who could it be? And I was thinking, oh, obviously, Shuri, who else could it be? Um, but then there are a few things I, I forgot about. It's between my first watch and our, our chat, like how the um, all the herbs were burnt. And in yeah. theory, there are no more herbs left to give you the power. And that um, we didn't actually see Killmonger's death. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw, but um, Michael B. Jordan did a, a brief TV spot in which he confirmed he had recorded some scenes for Marvel and he would be reprising he didn't say it was for Black Panther 2, but he said Killmonger would be coming back. So that's more specifically for what if. So we know mm. Killmonger is part of the Guardians of the Infinity yeah. in, in the What If series. So we know that he's in that. There was another interview that he was doing recently, which was uh, in, in, in plugging his excellent excellent new movie no remorse um, i've not seen it but he's in it so it's excellent um <laughs> uh, I, I can't recommend it because of our rules but i do recommend it um uh and he said he was asked about being in black panther 2 and he said that the chances were two percent it's marvel so you never say never but it was incredibly unlikely so he put it as two percent mm. um but there is a degree of what would you say you know, the 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 Andrew Garfield and and Toby Maguire have been ridiculously tight lipped about Spider Man because of of all of this. You know, the NDAs are the NDAs because they're the NDAs. So, you know, he wouldn't be able to say anything else, really. But he was putting the the options as 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 I said, two percent. P.S. No remorse now available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so it, it's it's definitely a not it's definitely not a not he didn't right. say zero right yeah, there you go i rest my case yeah no i i could see it 
and and rewatching the film through, through that lens, I think there's a really interesting um, uh, Killmonger prequel story, definitely that we'd love to see. I think there's a redemption arc because he has, you know, as we've said a million times, and it's not just my man crush. Yeah. He's one of the most redeemable. Yeah villains in the sense that you know similar to to thanos and similar to loki there is a little bit of the loki in the later films Mm -hmm. there is a uh, there is a logic behind his actions rather than just you know watch the world burn kind of thing um you know his his thing about you know the good that wakanda could do if you weren't so busy hiding and protecting yourselves um, and now, you know, aren't they all our family? Wasn't this the cradle of civilization? Didn't they all come from Africa? Aren't they there for all of our people? Um, actually is where, you know, he, he does win the argument. That's, that's the end of that film is them showing Wakanda to the world, sharing their, their technological exploits, sharing their medical healing, sharing, you know, the outreach center in New York, which was their building, you know, he, he wins the argument. He, he convinces T'Challa to step up and be in the real world rather than hidden and protected. So, yeah. The thing that made it difficult are the, the actions he does within the film. So, like, when he shoots his girlfriend uh, just to get where he needs to. And that was, that's, that was quite hard, I think, watching the film at the time. But now we're in a place where Marvel... We're in a place where the MCU acknowledges trauma is it more irredeemable than everything the winter soldier went through exactly that's just exactly it right so we've seen you know now there's something around actually this was this guy's training and and um uh, uh i forgot the guy's name now but he talks about this you know this is exactly how we train these guys they go in they just destabilize governments one man can do all of this stuff you know at some yeah. point it's just this insane training that this guy's been put through kicking in um, you know, where he's been entirely dehumanized and it's just gone and done. He knows that I have a goal to do and then it's autopilot to get to that goal. Um, so there is redemption and there is an understanding of, you know, actions based on on your trauma and what you've been through and things like that. <coughs> it's a very complicated line, you know, um, uh, to explore. But if anyone can, you know, portray that, that's Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah, and and... It is one of those kind of, you know, there is a redemption story in the sense of, you know, being entrusted, being powered, being believed in by T'Challa and therefore wanting to live up to the legacy of the man more than the legacy of the mantle. Yeah. And it's just so much more interesting than, you know, another superhero origin story, basically. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because obviously, you know, the big money's on Shuri. Um, that's a really interesting one because she's so anti-tradition. There was such a, you know, such a thing throughout that film about her being, you know, sneering yeah. at the old ways and, you know, Mbaku coming out and, you know, calling her out and various other things. Um, you know, for her to take up that mantle feels like quite the, the journey for her, possibly the betrayal of her own beliefs to, to, to do that. So how they kind of manage that through, you know, does she want to be the black, her... next Black Panther or the next or the first Shuri? Yeah, mm. I feel like it takes away from, from some of that. You know, there was such a joy to that character 
And there is an interesting arc to watch her, but it just feels like the the mantle would weigh heavily on her. Yeah, and it's I, it's not a fun arc, I think. And I think it's a you know not just in that film, but say her interactions with Banner when um, they were talking about how to do visions things. Oh, I, I just hadn't thought of it. You know, she's so clever, so intelligent. She's figuring out things that Bruce Banner hadn't figured out. Uh, yeah, and that worked for Tony Stark. I mean, he was both, you know, the action and the the, the brains. Um, I just feel like you take away from from Shuri's character a little bit by putting her in in the mask. I don't know who her person in the ear is. Mm. So with Tony, it was with Jarvis, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, with T'Challa, it was Shuri. I don't know who her person in the ear is, who she's talking through and doing all this with, because whoever it is, she's a million times smarter than. Mm. Well, maybe that's not what she needs, right? So she doesn't need uh, clever little things. What she needs is sort of wisdom, proper guidance of, you know, here's how to behave, here's how to actually have lots of... The tactics, maybe. Maybe it's the Martin Friedman character because, you know, she would be the scientist and not the soldier. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's an interesting one, but it, it's going to work through, I think. Um, so after that, uh, we go into the Marvels, oh, excited for this which one. is Captain Marvel two. Yeah. Um, now, T, I know this is a character close to your heart. So, would you like to explain the uh, the 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 importance of the font of the S <laughs> of the Marvels? So this is this is us seeing Kamala Khan coming in uh, to the to the big screen. Kamala Khan's been cast, and I think she's got a TV series coming out. She has. She? It's been uh, filming, and she's also uh, one of the main playable characters in the comics at the moment. Um, yep. I mean, she's great. It, she's I mean, she's the star of the Avengers uh, Marvel Avengers on PS4. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, I don't say comic. I'm I'm, I'm in game, but yeah, I mean, she, she's great, and and reading. Because she's a fan girl, right? Yes. And it's just like it. Spider Man's grown up, right? Spider Man keeps growing up very fast because that's where the journey takes him. It's great to have that kind of fan girl character. That's you're into this world, and you're seeing um, you're seeing these big name heroes through her eyes. Um, she's very much rooted in modern day and going through sort of modern day issues. Um, you know, um, she's a Pakistani girl in America, and they don't shy away from any of those, um, uh, all of the things that she goes through, and, and you know, her family are so well written, all of those kind of interactions. There's so much there where, where I'm going, yes, I recognize every single one of these things. The comics, it's peppered with like family speaking, like a bit of English and a bit of Urdu to, to, to each other, all that kind of stuff. Just absolutely brilliantly taking care of this character. Um, and I think her coming into the movies will just be a shining light in that film. Especially mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel, who within... So she sort of kicked off the Avengers despite coming out, you know, the film coming out later, you know, with her meeting um, Nick Fury in her film. And then by the end of her film, she's so overpowered, right? She can just burn through through spaceships. Then she, her turning up at the end of Endgame was just like, right, that's it, you know? shit's going down this is a new level of fight this is superman being in the room basically um having our street level fangirl miss marvel on the scene will just put all of that in a brand new and interesting light 
Um, it's the best way to tell that story. I'm so excited for this. I mean, you've also got you you you've got to imagine that Spectrum's in there somewhere as well yeah. after the introduction from uh, One Division. Do, and... do we know if she's going by Spectrum? Nope, I'm speculating. Okay. Um, it just seems to be the most, and actually, we were talking about comics last week. I think week before, um, the the speculation on the comic that she christens herself Spectrum, rather than Photon or Captain Marvel or uh, any of the other names that she's gone by, is seeing an uptick on the base on the same speculation of based upon the powers that she showed based upon the fact that we know from the introduction in one division that her mum had gone by the name of photon and based upon the fact that we know captain marvel's captain marvel um there is a lot of speculation that she will be spectrum um i i thought photon because it'd be the tribute to her mum mm. yeah and uh, that'll be what we 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 wait to see mm. um but the other question that, that has come out from this is, are they talking about two Marvels or are they going to introduce a third Marvel? Ooh. So is this where we get introduced to the blue Marvel? <sighs> uh, that was a recommendation of yours a while back, wasn't it? It Jay? was. It was. So this is, um, you know, uh, the story of basically the first huge superhero um, almost a year ago, 16th of May, uh, 16th of June, I recommended Adam, the Legend of the Blue Marvel. And it was the first huge superhero, um, absolutely, you know, powerful, all the rest of it. But in a battle, I think it was the 1950s, 1960s, in a battle with his nemesis, his mask got damaged and it became apparent to everyone to see that their great white hope was actually a black man. And therefore the government decided that, you know, that the, the world was not ready for their hero to be a black guy. And therefore he basically went to the moon to do research because he was again, one of the smartest men in the world and super powered and all the rest of it. And therefore just kind of hid um, because the world he was, because he accepted that the world he was protecting wasn't ready for him to be their savior uh which was really bizarre so yeah we we could have going along similar lines as to what we've seen through black uh through um uh captain america and the winter soldier um we could see that play through seeing as we were speaking about comics and prices i think a few weeks ago i was just Adam of the Adam Legend of the Blue Marvel number one is going for five hundred ninety five pounds nine hundred and so thirteen hundred dollars. The trade paperback apparently on Amazon is selling for fourteen hundred and forty nine pounds. Wow. <laughs> I'll have three, please, um, <clears throat> and then I'll 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 use them as coasters, like I was telling the other day no 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 uh, don't and then finally that wraps up with Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania which we seem to think introduces Kang the Conqueror that'd be really see Ant-Man films have all they both they both come out after an Avengers film yep a big Avengers film uh 
and they've all, they've both been sort of said that you know they don't starting off the next phase. It's kind of the bookend, endy bit to the previous phase, um, and they are they they are kind of smaller, self-contained stories. It, you know, they both have been, uh, and that that worked especially for the one that Ant Man two Ant Man the Wasp story, which came out post uh, Infinity War, because Infinity War was such a gut punch, and then you just had kind of you know uh, a, a smaller film. Uh, um, a high with Louise and yeah, yeah. So if the third Ant Man isn't in that vein and it isn't, you know, kind of the light-hearted sort of side film, and it's actually, yeah, introduction of Kang the Conqueror, we're going somewhere very different. I, I mean, this one, yeah, is I, I, bearing in mind, I suppose, the quantum realm was the answer to everything mm. when it came to Endgame. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this isn't a small film anymore, is it? it? You know, with with Kang the Conqueror and everything, they are now into quite large territory. So it'll be interesting to see how they they play that through. Um, and then we round out this with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, uh, which is due out two years tomorrow. Wow. So we'll be getting the Christmas special. Is it this this Christmas or next Christmas? Next Christmas. All right. So about five months before this film, six months before this film comes out, we will have the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And James Gunn said he's done with the Guardians after this. This is the conclusion, isn't it? Do you believe that? Yeah. I think he would have told his story... I think the Guardians could continue to exist in, you know, like in the comics, where the, the cast rotates and things like that. Um, it's a very, for, for Marvel, it was a kind of unique way of telling this story. And I think three is good. Three and a half is good. At some point, it's going to feel repetitive. So one thing that James Gunn has said recently, um, speaking about his enjoyment of the Peacekeeper TV series that he's putting together and the Christmas special is how much he's really fallen in love with episodic TV style writing at the Mm. moment. So it might be that one or some or something of this then spins out to a Disney plus series. Mm. Um, Interesting. So, you know, maybe we see, a Groot Disney Plus series or a Rocket Disney Plus series or or something. Um, yeah. Of him being invisible for the entire thing. Um, <laughs> Just think of the money they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine him putting the makeup on every single week, week on, week off for a show like that. No, uh, but hey, you'd find a way around, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if he's being truly invisible, he doesn't even need to turn up. He just has to do it in ADR, doesn't he? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know whether this is... And I, I think this is wishful thinking on my part. I don't know whether this is him done. Yeah. Um, I could see this being the Guardians of the Galaxy story arc being done. But whether this is all of the characters, all like the Suicide Squad, he's going to say, do you know what? I might not have a, a Suicide the Suicide Squad story, but I do have a Peacekeeper story. You know, does he have a, you know, whoever, 
Jack victory. Major victory. Major victory was uh, Guardians. Or does he then get to spin this out into the Nova Corps or something? Oh, that'd be exciting. There's so much space stuff in Marvel still to explore. That stuff is so exciting. Well, this thing, I mean, he introduced Adam in the last one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be really good to see. He's such a big player for Marvel. Yeah, I mean, do we have an entire series that's Adam and Magus? Um, I mean, I, I, I have a question for you guys. Um, so, obviously, in the first phase, first couple of phases of, of, of Marvel, we had a slow but sure descent towards Thanos. Mm. We haven't got any of that in this you know, role. The, how the, do you know? How how do you know when you've not watched any of the films? Yeah, but I mean, the, the Avengers was the linchpin which which glued all the individual stories together. Um, you know, it brought together all your Thors and and your Captain Marvels and and your Black Widows and, and your Iron Mans. They'd, they'd go and do their own own stuff in their own movie so the and then... format was a couple of films then an avengers a couple exactly of films. yeah okay so i i, I don't know i'm i kind of miss that that kind of structure it doesn't yeah, i know i know what you're saying i haven't you're building it. this around the fact that there isn't an avengers film in there that gives you that automatic and here's the point where everyone comes together thing hmm. but civil war showed us and various other films have showed us that anyone can turn up anywhere. So, you know, we don't know if Guardians of the Galaxy 3 actually includes, you know, a whole new, you know, is that Venom and uh, Iron Man and uh, everyone else like it's been in the comics before? Things been in there, Kitty Pride was in there for a while. You know, they, they could expand this out to be anything. It's just that's the film that's going through. Alternatively, again, this is only till May. There's two more films in uh, 2023, probably, looking at this. Mm. Um, so that might be the next chunk. But it, it's, it's interesting to see how it all fits together. It doesn't feel... It, it feels like they're telling stories from very different points because the Eternals living in the same world as... Um, Doctor Strange is living in the same world as Ant-Man and the Wasp, for instance, mm. is is vast. But you know, you've got the, the chance here to tell a story at various different angles and where th- and, and work through. I'm, I'm quite excited for it not to be that to to refresh the formula. You know what I mean? So phase one and phase two were the same thing. In a phase two was sequels of phase one and then, you know, an Avengers two. And actually Avengers two, Age of Ultron, didn't actually continue the story as much as um, Civil War did. You know, yeah. Civil War was the breakup of the Avengers, which led to Endgame, but to Infinity War where they weren't together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then you had two Avengers films back to back, which weren't, phase enders you know so it's not like ant-man 
and the Wasp was all of Phase 3. Um, and actually, the biggest Thanos outside of Avengers was probably Guardians of the Galaxy, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think it's good to switch it up a little bit. Um, I, I know what you're saying, B. There's the comfort of the of the repetition. I, I think they, they these will come to great big climaxes. Um, but it's also just nice to have like the individual, like Shang Chi doesn't feel like a Marvel film, right? It just feels like a like an amazing Hong Kong action film yeah. with you know uh, in in the MCU. I want that. The Eternals doesn't feel like anything we've seen before. I want that at this point. Um, also, probably because I'm rewatching the Marvel films constantly, so <laughs> I don't want to like I want something new. I still think by the end of this. You know, we we will be building up to the devourer of worlds <gasps> appearing. Oh, that'd be awesome! I don't. That I mean, awesome. I, I have absolutely no idea how you go from Chang Chi to Galactus, mm. but um, easier to make the link from Eternals to Galactus. Um, but you know, like you said, that um, the, it it ended on. The f- four logo, which yeah, which could herald something for various different. use of words. Yep. Mm. So here's your here's your 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 big question. If you could only go to one of these films, oh my gosh, what is the one you? I'll, I'll make it a little easier for you. I, I'll be nice. You can go to one a year. Mm. So your first choices are Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, or Spider-Man, No Way Home. Shang-Chi. Eternals. I think it's Eternals. Shang-Chi is a close second for me. Mm. But it's interesting that, that Spider-Man, which has been really, really good, isn't on our list. Um, I think this one's harder to be honest uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness Thor Love and Thunder Black Panther Wakanda Forever or The Marvels The Marvels Black Panther I don't know <laughs> you have to play by your rules who said um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know because they're all uh, they all call to me in different ways. I'm going to go for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness in the same reason I went for WandaVision, which is just, I expect it to be trippy craziness. The bit for me that's um, a little bit sad about Multiverse of Madness is that it's not... Um, uh, oh, God, I've blanked his name. Was it Scott Derrickson? Who directed Strange One? Yeah, is it not him? No, it's Sam Raimi this time. Oh, oh cool. Um, which is going to be interesting, but I loved what he did with the first Doctor Strange. Um, so I'll go for Multiverse of Madness there, I think. And then finally, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, or Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Guardians, probably. Yeah, Guardians. <laughs> Do you know what? I love the Guardians film, but Kang has me intrigued. Um, let's make that one harder. So if I say Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 
and then two other films that we know are on the slate, which are Fantastic Four and Blade. Ooh. Oh, Blade. Blade. Same. <laughs> yes, B. Finally agreed on something on the show. <laughs> Fantastic Four, I think. I'm really intrigued to see what they do with it. It's been so badly done for so often. I'm not even a huge Fantastic Four fan. I like the, the, the Dan Slot run and some of the comics, but I'm so intrigued to see what they do with Fantastic Four that I probably would pick that. I think I think the previous movies have really scarred me. Really scarred me. Fan Four Stick is probably worth a rewatch because it's just so horrible. <laughs> Has there been a documentary of the story behind Fan Four Stick yet? Uh, no, just therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Has that director and made another film yet? Trank, I don't think so. Good. Okay. Let me see what Google has to say. Um, I think it soured him to the um... Hollywood. <laughs> so I, I touched. I, I tweet. I, I, I typed Josh Trank into my search bar, and it comes up with Josh Trank IMDb, Josh Trank Fantastic Four, Josh Trank movies, Josh Trank career over. Yeah. <laughs> so that bodes well. Oh uh, Capone 2021 looks to be a Josh Trank joint. Self-funded indie film, maybe. Let me see. That was such an awful, awful movie. Um, so, as director credit, yeah, to Capone is the, the last one that's due. And that is... Uh, oh, it looks like it may have already come out. Because oh, um, it's 2020 on, on this one. Uh, Tom Hardy as a 47-year-old Al Capone. How after 10 years in prison. Tom Hardy Al Capone film? I don't know. Is he going to be talking like Bane? <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to? Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's one award was it won the Hawaiian Film Critics Society Worst Film of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Oh. Poor Josh Crank. <laughs> so this film stars Tom Hardy, Linda Cardinelli, Matt Dillon, um, oh. Carl McLaughlin. Surprising amount of people in for. He managed to bury it really well. Wow. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So Capone is the is the answer to that question. Interesting. Um. But it, it is, you know, we're all we're all ready. We're all set, I think, to go on this wild ride. The the fact that in the teaser they included uh, live captured footage of crowd going insane uh, when well, Captain America so had well the by your left good. moment or on your left moment um, mm. just shows that whatever Marvel do over these films, I think we are all along for the ride. 
In fact, we might be so along for the ride that we could be stowed away. Oh, dear. <laughs> You're doing so well. Was that not good? I thought that was good. I liked it. <laughs> Starring Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson and Tony Collette. Uh, it follows the crew of the MTS-42 uh, going on a two-year mission to Mars um, with uh, Commander Marina Barrett, played by Tony Collette, biologist Dave Kim, uh, played by um, Daniel Day Kim, and medical researcher Zoe Levinson, played by Anna Kendrick. Um, after taking off, the upper stage of their launch vehicle is connected uh, by 450 meter long tethers to the ship's main hull, um, which gives it its artificial gravity. Um, and shortly after takeoff, they discover that support engineer Michael Adams has accidentally stowed away uh, on the panel, which causes all sorts of hilarity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all watched this this week. Um, it is high on the Netflix must-watch charts. T, how did you find Stowaway? So this kind of film is, is just my jam, really. I absolutely love this. It's got pretty much everything I love. It's got um, it's a bit that it's a bit of sort of high hard sci-fi. So you know the things like there's no artificial gravity and stuff like that. They show the the spinning. Um, how, how they created gravity themselves, and and you know it felt very realistic in that sense. I loved all of that. There were some really silly things um, that you catch, but that's if you're just you know being a bit overly nerdy about it. Um, it also really had that claustrophobic sense. I love I love a film in space. I love a submarine film. I love that kind of you know limited people in a limited space. Um, so it was just the, the three and then four of them in this very limited space immediately they showed you the entirety of uh, where these people are living for the next three years. So you got that sense. And even like little things like, um, you know, when they'd speak back to home base, when they'd speak to Houston or whatever, you know, you wouldn't hear the other voice on the other line. So you didn't feel connected to back on earth. It really felt sort of isolated out there in space. Um, I, li I liked a lot of things about this film. I'm, a, I'm an Anna Kendrick fan. I'm a Tony Collette fan. I'm a, it, it just the way they sort of solved problems as they went through, I liked. A couple of silly things, again, like they, they uh, dropped the canister and stuff like that. Um, there wasn't a lot of... Um, there were moments where um, where someone had to make a sacrifice and it wasn't your, you know, male hero character. Well, it's obviously it's going to be me. Everyone stand aside. You know, um, it was, I felt like all the characters were given their chance to shine. I felt like it was kind of a realistic portrayal of a group of people who really know each other. If you can get past the premise of like, how the fuck did this guy actually stow away? Who screwed him in? Who kind of stuck him in there? Uh, except that bit, like in The Martian, how you accept, you know, there's a there's a space storm in Mars somehow, but that can't really happen. The rest of it flowed together really nicely. Um, it was tense. It was fascinating. It was, like I said, it's a space film. I really loved it. Spoilers for The Martian there, obviously. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, B, what about, what about it from your view? Um... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's it's a space movie. Um, 
it, it, firstly, it's beautifully act acted. Um, I love Anna Kendrick. Um, I was expecting her to break out into song at various stages. Are we all, are we all huge Pitch Perfect fans here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Even, even two and three, to be honest. And yeah. three is a struggle, man. I mean, yeah, diminishing <laughs> returns all the way through, but sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I, I you're quite right. He is very realistic, and it was it's beautifully made. Um, I love the fact that they saved loads of money on not showing the actual rocket taking off. I thought it was brilliant. Good touch. Save money on it. Uh, um, it, it just uh, I couldn't get past this the stage of how this could have happened. It, it just how on earth is this dude on this ship mm. and it takes off. I just could not move past that. And there's various stages during this whole movie where I thought, how did they come to make this decision? You, you, you know, how on earth did they decide, well, you know, there's only enough oxygen for, for three or two, well, three and then two. How how did they decide that, yeah, this dude's got to die because he wasn't part of the original mission? And then, you you know, the ending, I thought, okay, first, the ending, how they shot that, I thought it was a good touch where it, literally she just drifted off. Well, she didn't drift off, but the, the shot drifted off. But again, I think she volunteered too quickly and that was such an easy choice. Um, I just, it, it just didn't fit for me. I'm sorry. So I wanted to like it. I, I totally agree with you about the lack of redundancies. Um, there's probably a whole bunch of like engineers watching that going, no, no, we'd fucking make sure there was spare oxygen. <laughs> 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 but, you know, for the it was one of those, you know, that has to happen for the movie to happen. And I totally agree mm. with you thing how the hell did he even end up there? You know, he was like screwed in. Who screwed him in? Like that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And then it almost like you had to watch that bit for me anyway, and then swiftly, all right, that's the premise, get past that, and then you can kind of enjoy the rest of the movie. Um, the thing about her volunteering, that I really liked that, I, I thought, because she was the best climber, right? Mm. So it was just obvious, yeah, you know, obviously it's got to be me that does it. And I felt like any any, any other film that you watch, you know, it, it would have ended up being Daniel Day Kim who volunteered, David Kim who volunteered, um, but it wasn't, you know, it was just the best person for the job. Um, it's just like, because you think about films like, um, what was the last big, like Gravity, right? With mm. Sandra Bullock and suddenly George Clooney appears out of nowhere to to rescue her. And it's just like, what the fuck is, you know, the, the longest serving astronaut in space is, you know, is a woman, is Peggy Whitson, right? It just, I felt, I, I really like that stuff in this film. I just felt there's a realistic decision that people are making. This sort of makes sense. So, I mean, my biggest issue with the film really is at the very beginning because technically I really do think that Anna Kendrick should have been disqualified from the auditions because she used a cup in an acapella audition. That's an <laughs> instrument. Um, you know, that, that song isn't anything without her doing that kind of weird cap, cap tappy thing. And that's an instrument. Therefore, that's a, that should be a disqualification. Let alone she didn't sing Since You Be Gone, which was the song that everyone needed to sing. I feel that the rules were not uh, consistent. Um, but if you're in the shower with one of the judges beforehand, that might let you through. I, there is that, yes. 
Um, I, 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 there's a lot that I like about this film. Um, talking about the stowaway now and not, not pitch perfect. Um, I, I, you know, the, just when you suddenly realize that the cast is four people, yeah. Um, mm. It's really powerful, and, and that's four people rule in. You don't, as 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 T said, you don't have even like the the voice at the end. They're talking to nothing. It's all, you know, you're you're in the room with them. Um, you don't have the additional stuff of you know, ah, oh, but conversation about so and so. Um, but um, I I I I struggled with it um, on various points. Firstly, um it's been very hard for me not to refer to this film as the slower way um, because pacing was an issue. Um, I know that they're adrift in space, but, but the, the timing was adrift as well. I think at points Um, I was waiting for some kind of reveal or resolution about, um, uh, about the Michael character, about about the the stowaway. Mm. Um, yeah, they hinted towards that at the beginning, where it was there was a little bit of like, who is he? Did he sneak on board? And at one point, there's just a conversation between Alec Henry and Henry Cable. He's like, oh, you know, I think you're genuine. Yeah, and I believe him. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, up until the fact then, that you're he wondering... is somehow on the ground crew, mm. pitch, putting this together whilst working on a thesis and yeah. a proposal to get to the next mission. Yeah. So he's not, he's not a layman. He's, he is a student. He is a, mm. you know, he, he does work in this field. Yeah. Um, not that that ever comes in play anywhere because for the way they, they use him, he's, you know, oh, I guess, you know, he's, he's studying some, some sort of weird, you know, substructural PhD thing. And he's got, you know, all of this experience and all the rest of it, but they're it's like, oh, science that's here. So the, the experiments they're could, running. Yeah. Yeah. He could do data entry, yeah. I guess. Um, uh, but there is no real kind of, you know, explanation as to why he's plugged into the stuff. And, and, you know, he's, he's no knowledgeable, like, you know, oh, well, you know, when they, when they updated this to go from a two person shuttle to a three person shuttle, they mm. took this, this away. And, but, but none of that comes into play in any way other than just kind of like yeah designed badly um so i was waiting for some kind of reveal about who he is and why he's there and what's going on i thought that i thought that tony collette was going to be the one who 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 made the sacrifice because there was a whole you know well yeah and no, this is my last mission and it's bittersweet but you know and i've had the you know the pleasure of being up here so many times and blah 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 um but this whole thing is they've joined up to this stage station that then kind of takes them to Mars for a two-year thing. And there's three people. There's the pilot. There's the um, uh, biologist who's looking at growing um, mung beans and something else in space, basically, and using them to kind of work through. And then there's the doctor. The the biologist has all of his equipment destroyed because it, none of it works and it all works through. And again, I was waiting for some weird um, twist that maybe Michael had, had, had done something to it to mm-hmm. make it not work or something, but none of that was there. Um, so he's kind of already sitting there going, you know, I've ripped up all my the stuff I was trying to do. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm useless when we get to Mars because all of my data's done. I've already destroyed all of my experiments trying to get us safe. So the person who sacrifices himself is the doctor. It's, it's not the pilot who with nowhere to fly. It's not the biologist with nothing to do. It's not the guy with no discernible skills. It's the medic. But it's the only person who could do it, right? So the pilot had to fly them back. The other two just weren't, you know, decent climbers, basically. So there's a decision not on who's the most worthy sacrifice, but actually who can do this. So you say decent climbers. Um, I mean, David Kim managed to get up there and do it and back and did it without a dropping a canister off into space or b hurting themselves in the process david kim was very slow um and anna kendrick was was pacing and actually then anna kendrick the one who ended up you know carrying the canister and dropping it <laughs> yeah it and falling and slamming into the wall because she was going too fast whereas david kim had the the landing of a, a ballerina um <laughs> It was just, yeah, I mean, it was just this very weird kind of setup. So, you know, Stowaway 2 is them getting to Mars and realising that they've got fuck all to do for two years. So for your Stowaway cinematic universe, it's the Stowaway franchise. <laughs> Stowaway 2, Stow Harder. Um, yeah, no, it's just... Stowaway it, it was, I mean, it, I, I do not think my enjoyment was helped watching this very claustrophobic locked in trapped <laughs> thing whilst I was on the commute from hell. But it, you know, it, it, it just, it felt, I mean, I even skipped through the credits expecting there to be something <laughs> at the end of this. So, so to I give guess me some warning, kind of closure or it, to those who may go away and watch this, this is not, the launch of the Stowaway Cinematic Universe. This is well, a one- we, we don't know yet. <laughs> However, um, so Rotten Tomatoes has it at 76% from critics, 54% from audience. Um, uh, critics consensus says that pacing problems prevent Stowaway from fully engaging, but it's distinguished by its thoughtful, well-acted approach and a story that's built around excruciating moral dilemmas um, which, you know, makes sense. Uh, the audience score and, and feedback, which is kind of closer to where I fall, says, although it's well acted and beautifully filmed, and it is absolutely, this cleverly conceived sci-fi drama is undone by its predictable, drawn-out story and frustrating end. Um, I, th- I think that they did some incredible stuff. I mean, it is so sparse and... Um, cheap in points and i don't mean that in an insulting way but it's it's obviously done with um that kind of thought process um yeah sci-fi but, doesn't have to be special effects galore no, no, you know um well according to this but sci-fi doesn't have to be special in any way so um <laughs> no i mean it, it just yeah it just left me a little bit unsatisfied at the end, it wasn't. It wasn't um, a satisfying ending in in multiple ways. It wasn't, you know, any kind of heart lifting, you know, happy ending. But it certainly left me. 
left me thinking about, you know, the morality of it, the decisions you would make. Um, and again, you know, I am biased. I like these kind of films, you know, little cast. Um, they're stuck in a small space and it's in space. Amazing. That's, that's, that's the stuff that's made for me. Um, yeah. I, I, the morality I mean, in itself is interesting, but it just felt fairly empty in regards to um you know why is he here it doesn't matter what we're going to do it doesn't matter you know what's yeah, going to happen it doesn't point, matter it's, it's about saving lives right that's what it turned into yeah but it wasn't that there, there, there's no one there i'm invested in enough to you know I, I, you're saving lives to get to mars i don't know what you're doing on mars because you've destroyed everything no but it's not yeah, about just, it's, but now it's just about the people it's just about so almost take it out of space and the grand adventure of Mars, and just put it you know them on a ship. You know, cool. You get to an island. You're so going to be on the island for two years, and then you. What are you going to do on the island? That doesn't matter. You you survive. It's a, it's about survival. It's not about you know your your experiment on the island. But this thing, I mean, and and I, I see what you're saying, but the problem is, it's there's there's nothing afterwards. So. It's all about getting to the destination, but it's all about saving lives. But, but they didn't save the lives. No, but that's what they tried to do. That was the that was the decisions they were making. You know, the Tony Collette's first thing was, obviously, I want to make the sacrifice. So her conversation with the guy back home was, look, find a way in which I can do this. And the reason she was in tears at the end of that first conversation is because no matter what happens, you cannot be the one. If you die, everyone dies. You need to be there to fly the ship back home. It also came out not long after <laughs> Musk's latest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> on the way to Mars, a lot of you are going to die. Anyway, yeah. it's part of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just part casually. of the adventure. <laughs> I. I mean, I, you know, the, the, there are some very well done disaster films. There are well done face, space films. If that kind of prop, plot and premise reaches you and you, you, it sounds like something you're interested in, watch Apollo 13. Armageddon. Ended up on the ship, but listen, those drillers could easily be the astronauts. It's easier to train astronauts, uh, drillers to be astronauts than astronauts to be drillers. We know that. That's right. That's 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 established. Uh, not just any drillers as well. These drillers. Deep, deep six, we've got a problem. You know, that's that's where it is. If they can drill wherever they're drilling, they can drill on an oh, asteroid. Excellent. What was Michael Bay's thing to uh, <laughs> to Batfleck? We were asking him to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just don't just shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you've not seen it, watch watch the um, director's comment. No, sorry, the um, the audio commentary for the Armageddon DVD. Yeah, it is the best thing in the world. Uh, ben Affleck with no fucks to give is is just always <laughs> an absolute joy. Um, but yeah, it it was. Um, it's not one I'm going to be marking in my recommendations, I don't think. 
But let's see what we are marking out in our recommendations. Now, we, we are going to be talking about Invincible in a minute, uh, but we are going to be talking um, all the way through and spoilerific. Um, uh, and we think that's probably more of a, a risk than, than Starway. So um, uh, we're going to do our, our recommendations first, and then we're going to have a very, very spoilerific conversation about Invincible. Um, so... Uh, B, what would you like to start with this week? I knew you were going to come to me first. Right, so I am going to recommend a show that I watched over the weekend. It's available on Netflix, and it's called New Gods. Nejha Reborn. Thank you. Um, If you're into your um, sort of Japanese um, uh, manga-style animation, this Mm -hmm is right up your sleeve um sleeve street even um <laughs> it, it is awesome I, I i love the um animation it, it's it's very colorful um lots of mysticism um great lines um it's brilliant i just loved it it's, it's completely fun um doesn't take itself too seriously and i love the um I love all this um th- things about the gods and fa- fantasy and things like that it's 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 brilliant I loved it what's it about me it's about a uh, um so right in the beginning um there's all these various dragons um there's this one really really bad <laughs> dragon who's quite naughty um who um um does some bad stuff. Um, the, all the other gods and the dragons gang up on him and, and ask him to apologise. He he says no. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, I have to ask because I feel I feel that the uh, listeners at home are asking this very question. So, on behalf of the listeners, I have to ask: Have you actually seen this? I have. I have. It's, it's, it, it, it is. It's just the basic premise of it. But then this this one god gets reincarnated every every time, but he doesn't realise he's a god. Um, but um, in this last reincarnation, um, he does realise he's a god, um, and then he retrains um, to beat all the other people. It's good. Watch it. <laughs> if, I, if I've sold it. But don't take I mean, my word you, for you it. You sold it more before you told me what it was about. <laughs> no, it, it's honestly, it's, it is so good. It is, it's, it's, it'll keep you captivated. And if you would like to make sense of any of that review, <laughs> um, uh, New God's Nezher Reborn is on uh, Netflix. Um, and it's one that I've started watching, but I only got about four minutes in um, because life. Um, I'm going to jump on and go next because I too am recommending something from Netflix, which is in an anime setting. Um, and I'm going to recommend uh, Yasuke, uh, which is um, a story of a black samurai um, and uh, him being brought into uh, culture in Japan and, and into um, a high rank and, and accepted in and uh, the issues that has in, in the culture around it. Um, and then on top of that, there's uh, wizards and warlocks and, and demons and 
robots and shape changers and all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I mean, it kind of kicks off strong and then kind of just goes from there. Uh, a lot of um, Lone Wolf and Cub Mandalorian style vibes in it. Um, you know, the the samurai, the, the reluctant samurai taking up his sword to protect someone in his care is is a very, very popular trope in this kind of um, story. Um, so this one doesn't break any ground with that, um, but uh, is, is brilliantly done. Uh, not sure if there's going to be a series two. Um, it might be just this one. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, and that's on Netflix also. Um, T? Uh, so I won't go into too much detail about this because we're talking about it next. Uh, I'm going to recommend, in fact, I'm going to recommend the Invincible um, comics. Um, I think we, just through our discussion, probably we'll all end up, you know, talking uh, about the show. Um, the comics went on for almost 150 issues, 148 odd issues. It's a complete run. It's all out there. It's also available in these um, omnibus editions, so you can get the three omnibi, omnibi, omnibuses. I don't know, um, but um, they're sort of. Uh, I like omnibi. I don't know if that's right, but I like omnibi. Omnibi. You can get the omnibi. omnibi. For... <laughs> they're they're sort of uh, 50 quid each or something. Um, which is great value for getting, you know, essentially a pound an issue of Pound a Comic. Um, and we're at this blessed position where we can binge the whole lot and you don't have to wait month on month. And it was far more than month on month because they had so much delays in issues coming out. Um, so absolutely fantastic, epic comics. I mean, I, f I finished it over the weekend and immediately wanted to do a reread uh, just because... The story is so engaging. It's so sort of page turning that, you know, I'm not even sure I stopped to um, appreciate the art enough to appreciate kind of subtle things because it was just what happens next, what happens next, what happens next, you know, burning through these pages. Um, so I, I, I can't, I don't think I've ever, and I, no, I don't think it's possible actually. So I wouldn't have read anything else where it's one author for 150 issues, um, almost one artist for the whole run um that basically changes that issue eight and then it's the artist all the way through all the way uh it's one continuous story being told about this one particular character it is one of the one of my favorite things i've read um uh, uh kirkman stuff is always great walking is always great um and this kind of image kind of stuff is always great when they tell us of the story this i kind of feel like this has everything about super, everything you love about superhero comics in this. You know, if you told me just to kind of explain superhero comics to you, um, I'd end up directing you to a ton of different Batman and Spider-Man and Superman and all this stuff. Um, or I could just say, you know, to an alien person who's never read a superhero comic before, just read Invincible issues one through 148. Um, and that's what my recommendation, the Invincible comics. Um. And uh, you recommended the TV show um, a few weeks ago in March. At the end of March, you recommended the uh, the Amazon Prime series. Without even finishing it, isn't that against the rules? Wow! You you, you had watched it, so yeah. that's that's the rules. It doesn't have to finish, but you do have to watch it. Um, so uh, yes, so we now have all eight episodes of Invincible. Um, available for us to watch and relive on 
um, Amazon Prime. And it's one that we've talked about a little bit on the show and a little bit off air. Um, I hadn't read any of the Invincible comics and got to a point where I've decided, in fact, I've just eBayed to see how much the the uh, compendiums are um, because I didn't want to read the comics whilst the show was on because I was enjoying the shock factor of, you know, every single week it, it blew my mind and, and took my breath away and, and, you know, went in a way that I didn't think it was going to be. Um, from the first episode on, it, it was kind of one of those kind of like, holy shit, no one is safe kind of um, shows. <laughs> um, so it has been really, really strong throughout. Um, now, T, as someone who was uh, far more aware of the Invincible comics, uh, B, I don't know if you'd read them before the show. No, no, no. Um, T, talk about your experience of, of finding the show and, and the journey through the first eight for you. Um, I'll put it, just to sum it up, I think, would be every week I had this and Falcon and Winter Soldier to watch, and you know how, much, how big a fan I was of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I watch Invincible first almost every week. That's that was the thing that I if I know I'm only gonna to get to watch watch one show on the Friday night, it was gonna be invincible. Um the show has reordered the story in the comics. It has cha- changed up a lot of things, it matches sort of modern day sensibilities a lot better. Kirkman is very involved in the storytelling. Um and it's better. It's better in, in, in every way, basically. I think it's it's one of those things where you know you tell a story episodically on and on and on after you know um, and it's just you're, you're telling it as it occurs to you you're telling you're sticking to a kind of like comic book format there's something around i mean we're talking spoilers now so the way the the show ends episode eight ends we see that in something like issue issue 12 i think and his plan was to do that in issue 25 um and uh, basically someone said look this comic isn't going to make it to issue 25 unless you have this big twist early on. You need to kind of engage the readers now. So we brought it all back. Um, so the show is, it's its like the comic plus plus, you know, it's its the comic, but with created by the comic creator and fans of the comic and people have reordered the story to make it make more sense, to have more shock value, to have, um, it's, it's just a better told story. And the voice cast, the voice acting is so fucking spot on. I mean, J.K. Simmons could voice anything in my mind, but, you know, it's just just amazing. Um, and, and Jay, one of the reasons I kept telling you, you know, over the weeks not to read the comics is because it's such a... The, the art is just kind of translated so well onto screen. So I was... I, I'd read some of the comics. Um, I can't remember how far I'd got, to be honest, but, you know, I'd, I'd read some of the trades before. Um, and I started my reread as I was watching the show and I was losing track of like, did I read this or was this on the show? I can't remember. Or this something I read like, you know, years ago, I really couldn't remember because it's just such a faithful translation. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't, can't say enough about how happy I was with the show every week, the length of the show, the amount of things they covered. There was no, no sort of um, stretching it out. No sort of, you know, we'll, we'll, this is a story that we need to spread across 10 episodes. No, each, each week it was just like a movie. Each week so much happened. Um, and it was really, really satisfying. Um, every single week, you know, it was an experience every single week. And I just feel like, you know, comics, uh, shows, they're all kind of decompressed now. You just don't get that, you know, boom, 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 boom. 
uh, and Invincible delivered. It was not shy around, you know, violence. It wasn't shy around language. It wasn't shy around deep themes. It was just, you know, solid storytelling. Um, and again, you know, huge shout out to, to the voice acting, J.K. Simmons in particular, but um, all the way through, it was just, yeah, so, so engaging. Absolutely. Um, B, how did you find the world of Invincible? Um, it was pretty awesome um, after you got over the, the gore. <laughs> Um, it, it was it was shockingly gory um but you know it, it it was done in a way which suited the style of storytelling um i'm, I'm sure i read somewhere I, I appreciate that the, the the version that we're seeing on, on prime is is not quite the same as as the comic books um but i'm pretty sure i read somewhere or heard it from one of you too that Kirkman, who's involved with this, felt he was a better, he's a better storyteller now than he was when he wrote the comics. Mm, mm. So that's why it's, it's, it's kind of adapted a little bit. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, Jay, you're quite right. You know, week on week, you, you kind of look at it and think, damn, I didn't see that happening. Or what? Did I just see that? Um, it, it, it's you know, and and how it dealt deals with a superhero in real life. I, I thought it was quite realistic in that way, because some of the struggles and and um, and the real nature of of balancing their normal life with superhero life, I, I thought it it dealt with that quite quite well. Um, if you know what I mean. I do, and I agree. It's um, you know that it 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 tells a couple of stories at the same time, mm. um, which I think are are very well weaved together. Um, and it was it was interesting because there were threads um, during a lot of episodes of stuff going on outside of the the world of Invincible or 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 things where he hadn't quite got it right like on mars um and and you're kind of waiting for those to come back and impact and in the last episode you kind of see that you know the the crisis is over and now here comes the crisis kind of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it was a really um i mean i know we could just keep hinting at it but you know the the first the first mo the first episode where Omniman, Omniman just basically goes apeshit, and this is your your Superman equivalent, um, and just kills the, the 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 heroes, kills all of mm-hmm. their their mainly DC hero equivalents, um, and just mm-hmm. destroys them. Uh, you're automatically in the world of kind of thinking, well, I, everything I know is wrong, and everything is up is down, and and you know no one's safe, and throughout and then you know the fact that throughout this eight series arc invincible basically just gets destroyed over and over and over again um was just really compelling you know it's it's you know usually by a short amount of time 
people are better at this than that in comics. You know, they found their, their niche. So the fact that, you know, the only thing that's keeping him alive is the fact that he is, as the, as the title suggests, potentially invincible, um, is quite interesting. You know, he, he, he grows in many ways, but his skill set isn't necessarily one of them. <laughs> that's a delicate way of putting it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I quite agree. It, it's, you know, I, I love the interaction with the other superheroes that they're not all great. Um, I love the fact that they, they, you know, the, I can't remember the, the, the team um, with robot and the team multiply. Team. Yeah. The team team. What were they called? Guardians of. So the team team were the young ones and then they moved to. Guardians of the globe. God, that's the close. That's yeah. it. So I, I love the fact that you know they didn't bond as a team, um, and you know some of them felt that they should go in this direction, and there was a leader trying desperately trying to um, get them to bond. Um, you thought the raw robot was bad, but why was he bad? Um, but he was good at the end, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was it was really good, really cleverly done. It, I mean, you know, I know that you, that T you mentioned about the voice acting, but it really is. I mean, Zachary Quinto as robots amazing. Oh, um, he just plays um, Spock again. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Gillian Jacobs as um, Atom Eve is is brilliant. Um, uh, Jason Manzoukas, I'm a huge fan of wherever he turns up. Um, I found him first through How Did This Get Made podcast um, where they talk about, you know, bad movies that they love. Um, and and he's just incredible wherever he turns up, be it The League or um, Good Place or, or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or wherever else he, he, he rocks up. And uh, him as Rexplode is, is just as good. Um, yeah, just out and out, amazing throughout. Um, and yeah, just, just the most incredible setup things like for instance the monster girl um issue in the sense that the curse is that you know she's this woman that can turn into like this this big hulk like incredible hulk like um uh monster but the more she uses of howie the younger she gets um it's just this really interesting kind of, you know, I, I can't do all these trainings because you'll be changing my nappies by the end of the uh, end of the week. If you do, um, it was just quite an interesting kind of, um, mm. line to put on it. Um, and then, yeah, just the fact that, that everyone got destroyed over and over and over again. Um, I, I love yeah. the conspiracy at the end where, um, they go into the, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it. The the, the in in quotation marks the white room. Yes, the government's been secretly applying chemicals into water, so you can't see certain spectrums of, <laughs> of yeah. light. Or um, that could be real, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, well, the truth is out there, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> But you know, everyone's a bit of an arsehole, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I feel like 
So you had, so we've had like, yeah, Justice League and Avengers and all of that. Then you had The Boys, which turned all of that on its head. And then you have Invincible, which isn't, what's what I'm trying to say? Invincible isn't just anti-general superheroes. You know, it's not just the mirror universe where everyone is a mega arsehole for the sake of it and everything is just, you know, it's kind of, despite being the cartoon, it's kind of the real, the people are more, more real. Is the more real story for me? Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and I mean their 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 motivations are more than you know because I'm sponsored to or or, mm. or like we see in the boys or or some of the other ones. So it's interesting. I mean, um, series two and three have been announced. No dates on that yet. I'm hoping that um, they, as much as they've been announced, they've been ordered in in a good amount of time. Um, because animation can take you know eighteen months to two years to 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 get up and running, and I don't know if I want to wait that long. No, I I know I don't want to wait that long, so mm. I'm hoping it's kind of sooner than that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know as you said, you know, almost 150 issues. There is plenty of um, material to go through. Um, T, did you say this was kind of the first twelve issue arc kind of thing, or no? It's it's all reordered, so it's got you know big. So the 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 Martian thing, for example, happens after Omni Man's departure in the comics. Say, um, so it, it's all definitely reordered. If I had to kind of just real finger in the air guess, I, it feels like maybe five or to seven seasons worth of of, of show. Um, if that's how they want to do it. Mm. Um, the way they've done it is the right way of telling the story. It's, you know, it's the right beats at the right times, the right shocks at the right times. Um, and that might, continuing with that, that might mean uh, abandoning huge threads. It might mean introducing new ones. Uh, a lot of it so, was very much of its time. You know, I was Yeah, I was going to ask on that. So bearing in mind Kirkman's said about, you know, tweaking the story, moving things around because he feels like he's a better storyteller. Mm. With you seeing the show, knowing the world we now live in compared to when it was written and reading through the comics. Um, and I say this without having read the comics, so I don't know. Would you end it the same way it ended in the comics? Mm, yes. Yes, I would. So that still holds up for you. That still works with what we're seeing so far. I mean, if we're talking about you know the issues one hundred sort of forty onwards, yes, I would. Um, but again, you know, it, it's it's a comic in that takes its breaks. It's got certain story arcs. I wouldn't necessarily end all of those story arcs, or definitely, or even do all of those story arcs. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's not. It doesn't feel like one of those things where he sat down to write a 50-issue story and then did a 50-issue story. You know, this doesn't feel like Why the Last Man or Paper Girls or things like that. It just felt like he went on and told a story and told a story and told it until there was no more story to tell. Um, and then did the ending that he probably had planned. Um, yeah. I think it's the right ending. So what issue does it end on? One four eight. One four eight. Well, I'll be ordering that on eBay tomorrow. <laughs> Double check. I think it was one four eight. Uh, I, I need to know. <laughs> it's probably shot through the roof already. Actually, if you think about it. Or, yeah. 
And that was how it all ended. The uh, the compendiums are up for some very interesting prices on eBay, just having a look. So um, uh, the Buy It Nows seem to be at 70 quid-ish on eBay. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it... Uh... They were under 50 on Amazon when I bought them uh, each. Yeah. Which was just, just amazing value. I mean, you know, I've told you guys before, I, 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 we all do, I suppose, you know, we, we like to have a physical comic and flick through pages and things like that. Still not fully on the on the digital comics, I think. Um, I mean, they're a pain to sort of lug around, so it's ideal for lockdown life. I can't imagine Dev having taken these on the tube with me. Um, <laughs> but even, I mean, you know, for something where it's 150 issues jammed in, like the spines have survived. I kind of expected these to look like a complete wreck by the time I'm done with them. But no, they're solid. Great books. And the last arc seems to be the end of all things. Yeah. One for four. It looks like it's the last issue. Oh, there you go. One for four. Yep. You ordering me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like. How do I put this? This is a show and a book where, you know, anyone can die. You know, there's no... So, you know, there's part of me saying, hey, listen, dude, do you want to spoil that part of this for you? Uh, on the flip side, issue 144 is so far away from season one um, that actually you could read it and then probably forget about it by the time we got to there in the shows in five years' time. Yeah. And also, we've seen, you know, can die and come back God knows how many times because, you know, Abe is immortal. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yes, we're all off to go and eBay and Amazon Invincible uh, so we can all get that ready for um, uh, uh, for next week, basically. Um, and we will see what comes up. So uh, thank you very much for joining in. Thank you very much for listening on. Um, we will be back next week to talk about various things. Um, until then, look up, look forward, geek <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, we weren't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>